From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hey guys, welcome to the Screeners Podcast. Uh, This is going to be a Star Wars Force Awakens special episode. My name is Chris. This is Chad. I'm Josh. And I'm Daniel. And I am really excited to dive in and talk Star Wars with you guys. But before we do, I wanted to mention that this podcast is made best when we hear from you. So if there's anything that we discuss in this episode uh, that you want to talk more about, uh, if you have any opinions or thoughts, we want to hear from you. Uh, The best way of doing that is to just go to our Facebook page and simply uh, make a comment on this particular episode. That would be wonderful. We'd love to hear from you. Keep the conversation going in the Facebook page. That would be fantastic. So anyway, uh, we're just going to go ahead and dive in. I'm excited to talk about The Force Awakens. And uh, I think everybody on the planet, right, guys, has seen this movie by now, I'm hoping. But, except uh, for Melody. Except for Melody, right? But we're going to go see it tomorrow night. So by the time this is out, I'm sure she will have seen it as well. But what we're going to do is we're going to give our general impressions first. And then we're going to talk full-on spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie like Melody, go see it, and uh, and then we can uh, we can talk about it. So uh, let's talk a little bit about The Force Awakens. Who are you? I'm no one. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. There are stories about what happened. It's true. It's calling to you. Just let it in. All right, guys. So The Force Awakens, we've been waiting 10 years since the last Star Wars films. George Lucas told us that that was going to be the last. And now here we are again, 10 years later, brand new Star Wars, a lot of anticipation. I'm curious to find out what your guys' initial thoughts of this film were and also maybe what your connection with the Star Wars films were previously if you enjoyed those movies if you liked that universe and if you were excited about coming back so um i'm gonna start off with chad i want to know uh kind of what you thought of the film your general impressions my general impressions i guess i should start with my history with the franchise first very much like most people who were born in the 70s i grew up with i'm sure <laughs> Whoa, you guys oh yeah, hey, hey wait sure a minute oh, oh. i hate you guys the star wars trilogy were uh, was a uh a, a large part of my childhood all three episodes i've watched dozens and dozens and dozens of times and so i think one of the things is our choice was such uh was so much more limited back in those days that we weren't distracted by uh, you know, a new blockbuster every weekend. And so 
when a movie came out that was uh, as seminal as this, you kind of lived with it for a few years. So I'm a, I'm not what you would call a hard, a hardcore Star Wars fan, but it does have a very emotional and sentimental place in my heart, especially uh, A New Hope. I remember watching that with the family, you know, over and over again. So I was very, very excited, as most people were, uh, about The Force Awakens. I am a a devoted J.J. Abrams fan. I I love what he's done in television. I love all of his film work, mostly all of his film work. And so (laughs) the short answer, because this film is very hard to discuss without going into spoilers. Yeah. So I'll give my very general impressions, which is, this film is not it's not a perfect film. There's no such thing. I have some some issues with it that we'll talk about, but holistically, overall, it is literally my childhood all over again. I, I had all of the and the thing is, is it's not just nostalgia. This cuz I've there are plenty of other films that try to hit that nostalgia bone, but very few recapture it in such a way that it's authentic. And honestly, this movie felt, as I watched it, as if I were a 10-year-old boy watching A New Hope again. It just felt like it was the right world. It was lived in. It was wonderful. It was funny. Um, it just had lots of, of course, J.J. Abrams' action, which lent a, you know a sense of his own style there. But overall, this was the Star Wars film that... We had hoped the prequels might be, but weren't. And so my overall impression was very, very positive. I saw it at a sold-out theater at 10 a.m. on opening day, and people were cheering, as I'm sure they were around the world. And it was just, um, <laughs> I can't I can't wait to see this movie again in theaters, which this is not my favorite movie of the year, which is what's weird. I have a few others that I think I liked a bit, a bit better, but this is the only movie that I want to watch like 10 more times. Um, yeah. So anyway, overall, very positive and uh, I cannot wait to to revisit again. And I just want to give J.J. Abrams a big hug and a thank you. <laughs> that's a big hug and a thank you. All right. Well, that's he doesn't that's need my friends. money, but I'll give him a hug. <laughs> that's right. No, at this point, I don't think he does. Absolutely. All right, Josh, what did you think of The Force Awakens? All right. Well, for starters, I don't necessarily agree that this movie is difficult to talk about without going into spoilers. I think everyone is completely oversensitive about the whole Star Wars spoilers thing. Anything anyone says is a spoiler. So we might as well not be doing this part of the discussion because no one's listening anyway if they haven't seen the movie. But that said. um, (laughs) Thank you for that, Josh. You're welcome. I, I think you're welcome, are, Mr. I, Social Media Blackout. I'm not coming on say, Facebook till Friday. <laughs> I have That's to say, right. Josh, I think people are more sensitive for Star Wars simply because it had one of the biggest reveals and twists in cinematic history. And so people don't want to know anything about it uh, no. just because it, it is Star Wars. I believe I was sensitive to it because if the internets have showed us anything, absolutely, restraint absolutely. is not one of their virtues. Absolutely. Sorry, go ahead. Continue, Josh. Continue. I have a response to what you just said about one of the biggest cinematic twists, but I won't say it until we get to spoilers because I'm just a nice guy. Um, where was I? Okay. So my history with the franchise, I was probably somewhere in the – 8 to 10 range when they started remastering episodes 4 to 6 and releasing them in the theaters. And so those were not the first, but some of the first movies I saw in the theaters because I didn't see movies in the theater until I was that old. So whatever. And I loved them as a kid. And episodes 4 to 6 are 
superior to one to three for many reasons that I don't need to rehash. And I was a little excited going into this movie just because the hype is so strong. Like <laughs> the the hype is the force now, and that's all <laughs> Disney without spoiling anything, without releasing any information about the movie, just hyped it to death. Like we were seeing pictures on Reddit and everywhere else of Star Wars branded oranges, Star Wars mascara, Star Wars undershirts, Star Wars, yeah. And I wore so, Star Wars socks to my viewing, just for the record. Beautiful. Star which Wars is what, socks. Which is what is, Star Wars has always been. Let's, let's not pretend that's a new thing. But continue. Well, after, after they realized that George Lucas wasn't going to bankrupt the studio and that he was a genius who was going to make them all billions and billions of dollars. <laughs> right. That's a whole different story, how he actually got these into the theater. Um, I was supposed to talk about this movie, though, right? Yes, please. You know, the Star Wars... I've always been more of a Trekkie than a Star Wars fan. Star Wars has a loose connection to Eastern thought, and that's about it. There are some lightsabers and stuff. I felt a little differently about this movie than I did about the other six. Like There was a different sensibility to it that we can, again, talk more about later. It was good overall. It was competent. It was a Star Wars movie in the vein of Star Wars movies. And it's a cultural event, and you're going to see it anyways. So sure, go see it. That's that's <laughs> all, right. all I got until we can talk more detail sure. about it. Sure. So, but but your general thoughts is that you you thought it was a competent film, and it was good enough. Is that kind of what you're saying? It, it was Star Wars. Okay. If you want to see a Star Wars movie, you're not going to be disappointed. So, by are this the prequels Star Wars to you, or are you saying this is kind of put it in the in in the vein here? Is this better than the prequels, or do you think this is just kind of another prequel thing for you? Misa just missed Jar Jar. Oh, Lord. Okay, all right, Daniel, uh, what did you think of The Force Awakens? All right, well, as far as my connections to the Star Wars films, Chad's comments are pretty much right in line with, with how I'm connected to the Star Wars films, except so minus you're 40 about 20 years. years. Right. Minus, minus about 20 years. So, look, I'm a human being, so I love Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> That's right. I have a heart. Uh, so, oh. No, no, uh, continue, I, continue, I, keep going. I like where this is going. <laughs> yeah, me too. This is great. Welcome. <laughs> no, uh, but I was I was pretty young when the prequels came out, so I I enjoy all the films. I grew up um, on the original trilogy, and then uh, I was young when the prequels came out, so I grew up on those as well. So I, I enjoy all the films on it from a sentimental point of view. Watching back the prequels, of course, I, I, I see now that obviously one and two are, are weak as films themselves, but I still enjoy them, you know, as Star Wars films. So going into Force Awakens, I, I knew I was going to see it through hype colored glasses. Uh, so I've been trying to sort of tone down my visceral reaction and really think, OK, aside from the adrenaline rush, what do I really think of this film? And I just I I can't overemphasize how fun The Force Awakens is. I just I had a blast watching the movie. There are so many moments, uh, so many incredible moments that just just blew me away. And and I think it's it looks amazing. It 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 has such a fun spirit about it. And um, it's just it's just a blast to watch. Uh, there so uh, we can obviously talk so much more in depth about the plot in spoilers, but. I mean, I think it it totally holds up against the standard of the, of the original trilogy, and and it's definitely not disappointing in any way, shape, or form. I loved it. 
I am a lover of loving things, I think I've been described, and this has so many things that I love in it. J.J. Abrams, I love. Uh, Just about everything he's done, I fully enjoy. Harrison Ford, I love. Uh, The idea of this Star Wars universe being handed to a brand new creative team, brand new set of writers bringing in some of the old folks along for the ride as well. People have been connected with the franchise. You know, this was co-written by uh, the writer of The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, it has, you know, the the cast, Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford. And all those guys are back for the ride. And it is so It's such a good tribute to what was done before, but it was such a great job of setting up what's to come. And the new cast is spectacular. I cannot emphasize enough how much Daisy Ridley is, she's incredible. Uh, From the moment we meet her on the screen to the credits, I was completely enraptured and believed who she was and where she was going. And I just wanted to, hang out more with uh, John Boyega and uh, Oscar Isaac, all these guys, uh, the Finn and Ray and Kylo Ren and uh, Poe Dameron, all those guys. I just, I I really measure a film's effectiveness on me and how long the movie feels. I remember when I was in fifth grade and I saw Jurassic Park for the very first time, that movie felt like it was 30 minutes long to me because I was so engaged. I, I was completely leaning forward all into that world. And this movie felt that same way to me. I was just like you had mentioned, Chad, I felt like I was a kid again. I I was completely in this movie and I could have stayed in that theater for another three or four hours, uh, knowing what was going to happen next and, and hanging out with these guys, even if they were just playing a, you know, a game or something. I wanted to, hang out in this world longer. And I just was so excited uh, to be there and, and to, uh, to see, uh, to see what they had done. So anyway, uh, let's talk about plot details and specifics, but I thought as far as the technical aspects, visual effects, the production, the, the, the actual acting and the cast, all of that stuff, I thought could not have possibly been uh, any better. Such good humor. This movie was funny. Poe Dameron has some funny stuff that he says. Their BB-8 is incredible. Uh, I I really was worried because you know I hadn't I didn't know anything about BB-8 before going into this movie and going out of it. I'm glad that I want that Sphero toy uh, because he was so charming and wonderful. So yeah, go see this movie. You will love it. You will be a lover of uh, the Force Awakens. I am. I'm. 95% sure. Uh, if you have any heart at all, just like uh, Daniel said, you will love this movie. So let's go ahead and jump straight into spoilers and talk about plot details. The rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? But there's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my house in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. And in the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. 
and he's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. And then I woke up. All right. So let's talk about some details in The Force Awakens of the things that you enjoyed. I was talking about the cast. I would my standout. I had I knew very little about like the actual structure of this film, other than you know some basic loose plot points that may or may not exist. The trailers did a really good job of keeping most of that stuff hidden. I didn't realize how big of a role Han Solo would have in this movie. Did you guys going into this movie? Not really. No. Nope. Were you guys surprised at how awesome he was? Like he was incredible. Was he not? Yeah. No. It was good to have him back. He he lent the cohesiveness to the as part of the the story you know man he was good part of the series freaking love that guy it was just nice to see him in a role where he was um actually looked like he cared again (laughs) yeah (laughs) like he was like fully engaged it was as if just han solo had never left he was like stepped right back into yeah yeah, yeah I, exactly. I just I had forgotten. I just watched and literally tonight we just finished um, Return of the Jedi with the girls. We just finished that tonight. I forgot how much of a scoundrel he is in those movies. Like he's at the end of Jedi. Obviously, he's you know changed a little bit, but we get that guy back in The Force Awakens, the very beginning when he first comes on screen. You know, he he is very much that the guy trying to make the money and conning you know these criminals in space and. I know. I, I found that immensely charming and absolutely amazing. I, that that scene with him and the I don't even remember the the aliens that he lets loose out of his uh, yeah the whatever they were containment bays. That that whole thing was just fantastic. I, I had so much fun there. So we're in we're in full on spoiler mode now, right? Absolutely. Yeah. No. So let's spoil everything. Everybody yeah. listening to this, if, just stop if you don't want to know what's happening. But you know, one of the <laughs> one of the one of the cool things that I that I think we're talking about spoiler culture here is that I really haven't seen anything about the fact that Han dies in this movie. Wait, what? (laughs) Right. I haven't seen, I haven't. So maybe it's out there, but I haven't seen anything like online or like any kind of spoilery stuff. So I think that, as a culture, we've we've made Star Wars is all we needed to bring us together. That's it. Exactly. That's all I, I we think, needed. I honestly, and that was my argument is I think that it was almost a social contract that people made with one another, saying we are going to be at a heightened set, you know, a heightened state of alert to not spoil these moments, and that's why somehow they were able to pull that off and us not yeah, know yeah. that Han Solo was there, going to be killed in this. this there was right. a there was a subreddit. Um, on Reddit, where all the users change their usernames to Star Wars spoilers, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> that's that awful. Hilarious. They, they should but be Reddit, they should be dragged out into the square and shot. That's that's, that's, that's how I, that sounds about right. But my, what I was going to say, Chris, is you had mentioned what a scoundrel that he was, and yeah. one of the things that may he rest in peace. Yes, one of the things <laughs> that actually added that extra layer of emotion and impact was his choice. Because to me, it feels like it's set maybe a little heavy-handed with some of the setup as, as to what was going to happen when he, uh, when he went out and confronted his son at the end. But if you look at it in the big picture of all the films, he's always been self-serving. He's always been the one that 
didn't want to be a part of all this stuff, right? He didn't right. want to. Absolutely. And so yeah. the fact that he made that decision, even for his son at the end, essentially a self-sacrifice, if you will, totally. even yeah. added that, that additional element, which made it that much more impactful. And there were, there were lots, <laughs> we, we we sat next to a guy. Uh, we went up to uh, a theater, and we sat next to a guy who I don't believe he'd ever actually been in a movie theater before. Because when he <laughs> when he sat, but he obviously loved him some Star Wars, and so this guy gets to the trailers that required the three D glasses, and he didn't realize what was happening, and he was like, "What's going on?" And so Brandon kind of pointed to the glasses and was like, "Hey, you know those glasses that you brought in?" And I I'm not exaggerating. The guy pulls the glasses down in front of his eyes, and he freaked out like he had never seen anything in his life. He was like, oh, it's unbelievable. And so, like, during the movie, he was like a 12-year-old kid. Like, he'd, like, put his fingers out in front of his eyes to try to touch the stuff in front of him. It was amazing. It, was it must have amazing. blown his mind to see that for the very first time. Mind. But this guy was a legit Star Wars fan. He was he was hooping and hollering and just uh, the entire time. It was it was very 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 funny. Look, I really felt like the characters in this movie were so wonderful. Specific. What did you guys think of the new the new cast? Did you guys have a I, a favorite? I loved I love Finn. Well, I mean, I think Ray is is the perfect character to sort of take on the she's she's the new hero of of the this new trilogy. But uh, Finn, I love Finn. He was hilarious. Um, he was a really different character. You know, Ray was is a great character, really fantastic character. But you know, you can draw similarities to Luke or whoever. But but Finn, I feel like is completely unique. Like just in the funny things he says and and how he's trying to get out of out of it the whole time. He's pretty complex he, too because he's yeah. that, you know, his he's, origin story. I was really interested yeah. to see yeah. it humanizing a stormtrooper for the first yeah. time. You say totally humanizing a stormtrooper and like actually seeing a stormtrooper with his helmet off. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, then tonight I watched Return of the Jedi and when they come out of the base, they have stormtroopers out with their helmets off. I've never really? noticed that before. Yeah, really? it's incredible. I've never after no, they take but... back the uh, when they about to blow up the uh, shield generator down on the uh, the moon of Endor, like they literally have a stormtrooper with his his helmet off, and I never realized that oh. before because I thought this is the first time. But apparently, maybe it's just an extra who made that choice. But <laughs> anyway, another thing I loved about Finn is that well, not really about him, about the advertising for the film. I tried to stay away from tons of trailers but i mean it was everywhere and what i realized after the movie was that there that that shot of finn with the lightsaber was sort of everywhere and i didn't realize until afterwards that that was a complete misdirection that i just sort of it's even it's even on the poster yeah yeah he's holding a lightsaber on the poster so i just saw and ray is not and so i just sort of assumed he was the new jedi um but they completely completely fooled us i I just thought that was great great advertising i I love that love the misdirection there too and and i i went and saw this uh movie with a friend of mine who has uh, a daughter and he said he said something that i thought was very interesting on the way out his daughter i believe is like nine or ten years old and he said, God, he was like, dudes, and I can't really empathize with this because I have a son, but he was like, for the first time ever, do you realize, and again, it may not be the first time ever, but in his world, he was like, my daughter has a legit role model that she can look yeah. up to in a movie yeah. where yep. it wasn't a guy running in to save her every time. She was the guy always saving 
the day. Don't hold she my hand. Like Don't hold legit, my hand. Don't hold my yeah, hand. Yeah, like a legit hero. He was like, yeah. I'm going to bring my daughter to see this because she's going to want to be Ray. Even without even thinking about that in that context, I was already just, I loved the character. The new characters are absolutely spot on. I mean, it's one of those things where I, I, I at first, I was like, when are we going to see Luke? When are we going to see Luke? <laughs> right. But then yeah. when I kind of felt the vibe of what was happening, I was yep. really so interested and invested in those new characters that one of the one of the things that I didn't like as much is the third act, and we can talk about that some, was it was spending a lot of when it was spent a lot of time away from them, I found myself wanting to go back, which I think foretells great uh, for episode eight, because I, I think they just knocked it out absolutely out of the park. Along those yeah. same lines, I think Kylo Ren was a great villain. Dude, I loved, so great. So great. I loved his voice. I really? loved... Oh, I, man, no, that I voice was yeah. I loved it. Awesome. Yeah. I loved it. And let me tell you so why, good. Let me tell you why I loved it. So I loved... First of all, I loved the introduction in the opening scene where he froze like the blaster. That was insane. It, I loved when it, it happened, insane. Yeah, when it happened, I was like... Because we've seen that, that shot in the trailers where he like flips around right. real, real quick and does that thing with his hand. And then to see it in context with what he was actually doing, yeah. it was just, it was so it was so, it was like one Matrix moment, you and know what in, I mean? Where like three D, it was super oh, cool, and my audience, oh, my audience so was good. like cheering. It was great. Oh yeah, yeah. I, fl- um, I flipped out, man. And so, yeah. so that just to start off, but what I what I love about his character is that he is so conflicted. I love the fact that he is not. It's not just hardcore white versus dark, right? It's not the light versus the dark side. He's still struggling uh, with his call to the light. He is essentially trying to mimic his grandfather, Darth Vader. You know, he's trying to put on the mask. He's trying to be as he's powerful. The reverse, he's right? the reverse Luke Skywalker. He's he trying is. not to yeah. fall he's to like the light a side. Whiny, That's so great. Yeah, he's like a whiny kid. Like his little hissy fits he, are hilarious. Yeah. He's yeah, literally a reverse Luke Skywalker because in the first movie, Luke Skywalker is a whiny kid that doesn't right. get is not getting his way and eventually learns to become a Jedi. I have a feeling it's the exact same thing is going to be happening to Kylo Ren. I agree. Ren. And for me, that's what was so interesting because he obviously is powerful, but his but his training is not complete. He's not right. a master. You know, I've heard actually some criticism I've heard uh, levied against the final lightsaber battle that it wasn't as exciting as like the Yoda at the end of Attack of the Clones or the begin at the end of Phantom Menace. And my response to that, in both of those cases, you were actually seeing Jedi masters fighting each other. Mm-hmm. And these guys aren't that yet. And it makes them more interesting, especially his art, because I thought he's just doing everything he can to try and sit at the grown-up table, uh, but they but he can't yet. And so I think right. that just makes for, for a much more interesting and complex character arc. And I loved it. I thought it was great. I think his his lightsaber is kind of a, a sign of his personality. It's like unstable. It's uh, you know he's trying to he's be something. Exactly. He's yeah. he's trying to be. It's it's so great. It's like visual storytelling. Sorry, Josh. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say that's it's an interesting interpretation of that because I kind of felt the opposite way about like I felt like there wasn't a a real villain. I get Snoke, I guess, but like when you're supposed to usually be focusing on the Darth, whoever in a star Wars movie as your villain, you had what I felt like was Hayden Christensen part two, like with the, the hissy fits and the temper tantrums. And like, we, we can't take this guy seriously as a villain. I, I get the really? whole conflicted thing, but like I, I don't know. Well, you, Maybe you, I always felt that Star Wars was about the 
the clear black and white and that injecting gray into it didn't really work that well. I, I don't think we're injecting gray into it. I think that this character has not completed his 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 decision yet. Well, uh, you're saying he's going to like reverse his decision. I'm saying just as he said, no, no, no. The end of this movie is fairly clear that he made the decision. That, well, may, maybe not. I mean, I think by the third film or fourth film, we don't know how many films are going to be in this franchise, first of all. This might not be a new trilogy. This might be five films. Which brings me um, to my next point. I hope so, not. <clears throat> But yeah. it, it could be as long as they want it to be is what I'm saying. Um, but I think by the end of Kylo Ren's character arc, uh, I think we'll see him return and decide to, to, to go back to the light, you know. But I think at this point, his, his training is, is complete. He made the choice that Luke did not make and he killed his father. And that is, I think that that is like we saw this movie is basically a compressed version of the first three films, uh, just reversed. Um, everything is on its head. And you saw the Kylo Ren character representing Luke killing his father at the end, like Luke Skywalker did not do at the end of Jedi and deciding that I am now going to be fully devoted to the dark side. Um, and I think that's what, that's what, you know, we're going to be seeing in part two and Part three until something, you know, eventually happens that causes him to, you know, revert back to the light. There are paternal issues throughout. I mean, we've got paternal issues with Ray. We've got Finn. uh, Who knows? Uh, So, Josh, you didn't buy the – because I thought Kylo Ren was so fantastic. And you're saying you thought he was whiny and you didn't like him? He reminded me too much of Anakin. Oh, man, I didn't even – I hated Anakin so much. Really? Oh man, I didn't even. I, I honestly hadn't even thought about that until you mentioned it. I mean, I think Anakin was <laughs> <You're> trying. <welcome. laughs> Anakin was trying to. I mean, if you go back and watch, like the first time you meet Luke, he's doing that exact same thing where he's, oh, I want to go and do, get a power converter. You know yeah, what I mean? So like, you, you're you're right, but I haven't seen those since I was a little kid, and so well, they're, I just revisited they're good them. to me. So yeah, yeah, up. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just saying that it's it's very similar the those personalities. So sorry. And also, he is Anakin's grandson. Oh yeah, so, he's no. a Skywalker. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, there's no doubt that he's a Skywalker. So let's or say has Skywalker blood. One thing that I, in revisiting the original trilogy this time, that I, I, I guess I had forgotten was that Vader is, especially in A New Hope, he's a henchman. He is not the big bad guy. Yeah, like, no, absolutely. We always, we always, I, I, at least I always forget that. You always think of Vader as being the big evil bad guy, but he's really not. And so that's sort of what I was comparing to Kylo Ren. He, yep. he was also just. Just a henchman. I mean, it, it almost, almost like everybody knows he's a loose cannon. Even the stormtroopers right, yeah. are like, "Oh my gosh, this guy! Is, yeah. Oh, why is he even here?" And they don't even like. They don't even respect him. You know, General Hux doesn't even respect him. He's just like, yeah, he's yeah. straight to his face, like, dude. You know what I mean? Because like, he's a petulant down. kid, but that he's, yeah. but that's really strong. <laughs> exactly. He's very, yeah. yeah he's, he, he could turn the Hulk any moment. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. So why don't his we? Powers were incredible. I so, couldn't yeah. get over. It was so good. So, good. so why don't we? So we've talked about. And let's let's go over to the dark side a little bit here. And let's, no, I refuse. No, you're going to have to. No, let's I'm not going to. Let's talk about BBA. Let's talk about BBA. What did you guys think about like about this movie? <laughs> about this movie. Let's talk about things we didn't like. Nope. So, yes, Chris, there's nothing. Okay, that I got one. Like. Can I go? Yes, go, Josh. <laughs> okay, number one, everyone is Han Solo now. Like everyone has one-liners and everyone's snarky. And I feel like it's okay for Han Solo to be Han Solo, but you do that too much, and I feel like that's what a lot of movies are built on. Like we have to have everyone have these great one-liners. And uh, what was it? Avengers 2 had the same problem 
Like you have one character who was funny in the first one, and then we try to just spread that throughout the entire cast. Who are you talking about? Give me a specific. What who, What do you mean? Oh, well, it's, I know John there was Boyega. Poe, there was Finn. There was the stormtroopers in that scene you just described. Yeah. It wasn't a verbal one-liner, but it was a visual one-liner. I think the big difference between the Avengers two and this one is that this stuff was all funny, and the Avengers yeah. stuff wasn't. Yeah, no, hey, I mean, but the, you, when you're in this, okay, again, like this is not a Mad Max Fury Road. Amazing. That's right. People talked in this movie. No, but I'm That's saying like true. this is supposed to be a fun. This is almost a kids movie. This it's is wish fulfillment. Opera. This is wish fulfillment, and so like you want it to be funny. You know what I mean? I don't know that. So, so you'd say that some of the humor took away from the characters, not making them feel like they're written by one person rather than being their own individual person. Is that what you mean? Or I, I'm not sure exactly what you mean. Well, it wasn't wasn't quite that aspect of it, but just that. Josh hates humor, guys. Come on! No, 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 no. I, I, I want to know. I know. I, I want to know. I genuinely do want to because I haven't heard this point. I haven't heard anybody say that, so I'm just curious. So I, I guess, I guess the real problem I had with that was that it made it made this a Star Wars movie feel like a snarky, feel like a sitcom, feel like something from this world rather than something from the Star Wars universe. You need to go back and watch the original trilogy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because honestly. I, I feel like it it used to take itself more seriously. It not doesn't. not that it was Dude, the third film, freaking little furry teddy bears <laughs> destroy these huge military tanks. All right. But but it now it never has. It never has. It's more about different. having fun. That's that's different from yeah. from everyone no, that's okay. What? No, go ahead. No, look, remember I, I, what? It's it's different from from the dialogue construction, visual gags that evolve, revolve around a humorous looking alien species are different from turning your script into, uh, I'm trying to come up with a, a good sitcom metaphor. Just, just, flat. I mean, if, if you want, I mean, I, I would just, I would challenge you just go watch the first one. Like go watch, well, yeah, the first one. I do mean, I do mean the first one. Go watch a new hope and tell me that there's not, a very similar feel to humor and the way the, the, the characters talk to one another and all that. I, I find well, it to be very, th- this is very faithful to that is what well, I'm saying. I'll, I'll let to, to defend Josh's point there for a second. I, I, I do. Th- I, I, I know. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I do think it, it is. I, Josh has a point in that it is a lot funnier than the, there are a lot more jokes, a lot more one liners than the first few films. They are, the first few films, definitely have those have one-liners this one has far more of them and they're funny but, though right is what you're saying but yeah that's that but i loved it because they were actually funny if, they if you watch the prequels stilted, they've got jokes too but they're all but they're stupid yeah they're, so it, yeah. if if these lines were stilted and like just really trying to be funny but weren't working of course i wouldn't like it but because they were funny i it i didn't it didn't bother me that it was funnier than the rest of the star wars it didn't films. take me out of the world it, it made yeah, not at all. a little bit of relief my totally. general rule for comedy is if it's funny then i uh, it's okay. Yeah. And if yeah. you, and that's, of course, comedy is very subjective, but if you do compare these to the prequels, which attempted to have humor, but failed miserably, they just went about it a much different way. The physical humor in the prequels was, you know, Jar Jar Binks acting like an idiot. 
um, <laughs> wh- you know, falling off of the thing and knocking over the balls that go down Drunken and then kill all the. I mean, it's just <laughs> ridiculous. Whereas the physical jokes in this are Finn drinking out of the you know the same fountain as that big creature, and that's actually funny. So yeah. I think that's the, I think that's the big difference there. I can't wait to go see this movie again. I'm yeah. seeing it tomorrow yeah, night. I know. Cannot but wait. For me, one so of the good. things since Chris has got his his blinders on to the bad things. If, if there was one thing about this movie that bothered me just a little bit was I felt a little disappointed when I talked earlier about the third act. I understand that this is this film sort of is an amalgamation of episodes four, five, and six. But going back to another Death Star type of weapon For real. Um, really was yeah. anticlimactic to me, even down to the way that they had to kind of – and in one – you know, I get it in one sense you're kind of paying homage. And in one sense this is almost a reboot. It's almost like J.J. Abrams' apology to the entire Star Wars fan base to say – Let's try this again. And on the one hand, I get that. But on the other hand, from a narrative standpoint, if I had just seen this movie, no big deal. But since I bring in with me the context of A New Hope, it felt a little bit anticlimactic, even the run that they make with the X-Wing in the way that they bring it down. And so I I just felt a little disappointed in that specific construct. I I can't disagree more with this 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 whole argument. It's no, not I really an argument. Can. It's not an argument, Chris. It's no, I've heard everybody. I've heard everybody online say this, and I don't understand. I'm not saying it online. I'm saying it right here to your face. <laughs> no, I, I know. I, I saw I'm just, the I'm, movie. Fight. I'm just, I'm just saying, I understand, I understand that you're saying, boy, I wish we'd have done something completely different rather than it being a spherical, uh, huge death machine. Right. But there's only a few things in the world that would bring together such huge amounts of number one, building a story, giving a threat, uh, doing something, you know, huge and massive and, you know, having it pay off and also be familiar. And I think that's what I, 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 I actually like that. I thought it was a great way of bringing something familiar. Almost every single aspect of this was something familiar. You are familiar with this. You've seen this before. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to show you something you haven't seen before. And I think that JJ and the writers did an amazing job of showing us something that we have seen before that we thought we had seen before and flipping it on its head and doing something completely different and with I, it. And, and I, I couldn't disagree more with that comment. Really? Yeah. What was different? There was nothing different about it. Whatsoever. Sure. There was Chris. Come on. Now, listen, I love no. this. Listen, I love this movie. I drank yeah, the yeah, Kool-Aid. Yeah. I'm in, I'm going to see it five or six more times in the theater. <laughs> totally. I'm yeah. going to make my parents go see it because Absolutely. It's, it's wonderful. It's delightful. But it is a letdown because it's the essentially the same. It's just you telling me that with the with the minds wrapped around this, they couldn't come up with a reason to get all these people together in some battle. Of course they could have. Chad, this don't was you a think clear they, creative I'm, I'm, decision that they made for a specific exactly, purpose exactly. that did not work. It did not work. Of all and the I, things in this movie that do work, that one just doesn't work for me. I, I, I think people who argue this are saying like, didn't JJ realize that this was similar? And I'm like, of course. Of, no, of I, course didn't, he did. I didn't say that at all. He, he what I said this. was, this is what he did and I don't like it. Okay. So, well, I mean, I did. So I guess that's just the way I come well, down. You on. like I, everything. So that, that's fine. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. I, again, like I, I felt like it was, it was different enough and it was trying to do something. You said that you, you didn't even care. Well, not care. You didn't care 
most about what was happening in the air with the X-Wings. You cared more about what was going on down below, correct? And I feel like that's what this no, no, entire... No, no. no not, not necessarily. I just no. said that the way that they resolved the the Death Star machine was the same way that they did in A New Hope. It wasn't that I cared more or less about it. It was like well, they didn't even find a new way to defeat it. It was the same so thing. Let me, let me give you a theory that I have. This is the way that when I came away from this and I'm trying to dig deeper into the thought of J.J. and uh, what's what's the producer's name? Lawrence Kasdan uh, and Art. No, no, Kathleen Kennedy. She's oh, yeah, the – Kathleen Kennedy, yep. I call her like the showrunner of the Star Wars right now. Um, so she – I feel like her vision right now is to take the force as being something that is in one family's bloodline and making it something that everybody is able to tap into. And I'm hoping that's where we're going with all of this. And one of the reasons why I liked what they did with um, this particular version of the, you know, the trench run and blowing up this new quote unquote death star, uh, was that it was not one person that did this. Uh, it was a group that did it together. There wasn't one person who took a shot and the force moved it in such a way that it would have been possible otherwise. And it was one person, a group of people did this together to destroy something. It wasn't the force. It wasn't, uh, an appointed Messiah. It was a group of people doing it together. And I feel like the same thing is being, is happening with the, uh, the Ray character praying. I'm really hoping that she is in no way related. Related to anyone that we know, I'm hoping that's just not possible. That it is, she is. It is showing that she is more powerful than a Skywalker has ever been. More powerful than Anakin. More attuned with the power of the Force, and she is able to bring the balance that none of these fools could have ever done. That's kind of where I'm hoping it's going with. Is is that anyone, anywhere, even a Little uh, a, a little girl or a, a, a young woman in the middle of nowhere who seemingly had no hope for the future, she could have, you know, be the best, most powerful thing in the galaxy. Like yeah, I hate I, that idea. I hope that. I feel happen. like I what? feel like Chris is already <laughs> Chris is already writing a sermon about this being the New Testament of Star Wars. No, what are you talking about? No, this is the this is the opposite. What do you mean? The New opposite Testament. of the New Testament. Never, never mind, Chris. <laughs> it was a Bible reference. You wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, so what, what? What don't you like about that? Listen, we don't need to chase it's that. It's fine. Trail. You're, you're just saying that this movie's killing God is all. That's that's fine. Oh, I love chasing not... rabbit trails. I think we rabbit trails. I think we should speculate wildly about Ray's. We back should totally do that. Well, well, love that. well, we we get some flashes of her life, right? We know where she. We can guess that she was at the Jedi Temple when. Everybody was killed. You know, she's had some training. She's yeah. a good fighter. Yeah, yeah no doubt. There's, I mean, the one thing, the one thing for sure, and I think we should. What we should do at this point is maybe list some of the things we, we've, yeah, we've, <laughs> we've beat up on it uh, as much as possible. Chris is not going to allow it anymore. He'll hang up the call, and, and it's his Skype account. You know, so can I say the one thing I didn't like about the movie? Can I? Can I actually oh. go negative? It wasn't long enough. <laughs> no, what's, I, what's your I one did, thing? I didn't. I did not like. Let me just make sure I've got the name correct here. It is 
Supreme Crap. Leader Snoke. Voldemort? <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know exactly what to make of that character. I'm hoping that what we see is a representation of something that is completely the opposite of what that character actually is. Like it's a Wizard of Oz moment. Uh, that's really what I'm hoping is the case with, with Snoke, that he's not actually doesn't even look like that, that that was just a seat, an actual computer generated image that everybody was looking at a puppet, an avatar of the actual guy. Well, we know it's an avatar, but we don't know. That's not what he really looks like. Yeah. I mean like no, most of the time in the, in the star Wars universe, whenever we see a hologram, it's of the actual person. That's true. So I'm just saying, I'm hoping that, he, that this, that's not the case <laughs> that he yeah. is not actually, uh, Obviously, you know, five stories tall that he's not actually even doesn't even look like that is what I'm hoping. But I've got a feeling that he's going to end up being exactly like that and probably Yoda sized and the the opposite of Yoda. You know what I mean? For Kylo Ren. That's kind of where I'm seeing. And if it was opposite, maybe he is huge. Maybe because maybe that is, you know what I mean? That's what we're getting is, is that, you know, he's the opposite Yoda. So I don't know. We'll see. So let's talk the visuals you didn't you didn't like. Yeah, I just thought it was poorly rendered. Um, yeah. poorly acted. Honestly, he's a little too, and also in, and I heard this someplace else. I can't remember where it was, but in a movie that was so well grounded with uh, practical effects and the visual and the CGI was so well integrated into it that when they walk into this obviously green screen huge room and a green screen, you know, a CGI character, and they're just standing on a green screen stage, it felt so. Obvious, I guess, is what I would say. I just didn't care for it. I wish they would have done something a little bit, you know, better than that. All right, so let's talk real quick before we go about some of our highlights and what we did like about it. So um, I know one thing for me that I that I really loved was the way that they revealed the Millennium Falcon when they were when they were running, yeah. talking about that plane's garbage, and then all of a sudden they cut over and there it was. My theater just erupted into cheers. I loved that moment, and there were just so many little moments in this movie that were just wonderful. Like, there was one long take where the X-Wing was, is it Poe that was flying the X-Wing? You know, there's this one long single take where he's flying around the battlefield while we see Finn running in the foreground. Yeah. And it was absolutely stunning, just breathtaking. BB-8, we've already talked about, was hilarious. His little thumbs-up thing, my audience absolutely <laughs> lost it. Oh, I yeah. think he just he steals the show. He's so funny. No matter what, how, how you come down on it, it seems to me that it would be very difficult not to admire this movie. Again, shooting on film, the, it looked gorgeous. On mm. I love it. Love I it. totally we'll always love totally it. agree with you. And yeah. just from top to bottom... Uh, it's just so beautifully constructed, so funny, so wonderful to be back in this world that I just I can't wait. Even even the fact that it is not truly as self-contained a, a, an individual story as the originals were, because obviously we're we're now in this world where everything is serialized, and that's kind of annoying to me. Even with that being the case. I'm excited for for where it's going, and I can't wait to see episode eight with Ryan Johnson and find out what's going on with Luke. So, yeah, uh, that's what, that was it. my next question. I was going to be asking you guys, and this can be the last thing. But what did you think of Luke? Were you what were you expecting? Was that something that you felt good about? How did, what did you think of that that scene? Was there any particular thoughts you guys uh, had? I liked the i mean because as it came to the end um, you, you knew where it was going you knew yeah. how it was going to end of course and so i i liked 
the uh, plotting of it. Like, I liked that he has been in hiding, and then at the very end of the movie, we find him. So now the next movie is going to be about, you know, about him. Uh, so I like that. Uh, the, uh, from, from what I can remember, I think the only shot in this movie that I didn't like was that last helicopter shot of going go, going around going just, so fast yeah. <laughs> yeah it didn't fit the movie at all it was very right. odd it was very odd um so that was kind of a bummer of a way to end end the movie on this weird shot but in terms of the plot i liked it i, I loved that she she ran into him at the end but yeah um, uh, the people with me were disappointed that he didn't like force pull the lightsaber out of her hand at the no. very end when she held it out but he can't do that we've got to wait and see what the reaction is going to be in episode eight i i literally had tears in my eyes when i saw luke like when he took off the, the like he uh, it was just like han solo like being able to see that character again after all these years was just I don't know. I just literally was like, we haven't seen him. We haven't seen him since 1983. Uh, and here he is again. He definitely wins the sweetest beard award. <laughs> it really looks good, right? Oh, man. Yeah. The only I, thing, it's, again, going back to the serialized nature of a lot of it. And I, and I trust the filmmaker and the, and the upcoming filmmaker enough to believe that his presence where he is does raise some questions some specific questions about where he has been, why has he not been involved, etc. Hopefully they'll get to those answers in eight and not my, my biggest fear is I just don't want this to become a Marvel. And I know it will because Disney owns it, but I don't want it to be a Marvel situation. We're at episode 27 and I die and the story just never ends. Not that it has to have a finite ending, but at least with these characters and this specific story that they're trying to tell, that they would wrap it up in some sort of way that is fulfilling and yeah. not just another money grab uh, after money grab. Because just the law of averages is going to tell us that at some point these movies are not all going to be very good. And if we I ever get to that same, land, I'm going to be disappointed. I had the same thought, Chad. I was like, this movie is amazing. There might be a day when they make a bad yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, I guess they already have made bad Star Wars movies, <laughs> but I mean, like a really awful, like a nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes Star Wars movie. And I'm just like, I, oh man! Hey, so to give you that. a to give you a little uh, comfort, I'm I, I'll say ninety percent sure that they did announce because they've announced Colin Trevorrow is directing episode nine. Ryan Johnson Jurassic World. Yeah. Colin Trevorrow is directing episode nine, and I believe when they announced that he was directing, they said it was the conclusion of this new trilogy. Yeah. So, um, did they? So Are you sure. I'm like 90 percent sure. I, I, they're going to keep making anthology films until the end of time, but they may end this trilogy. Uh, I've heard that they're going to do like a Han Solo trilogy, like a prequel. Like, well, they're definitely so doing the prequel. That's that's for sure. That's been announced for 2018, I, I believe. Well, uh, if they're doing Rogue One. That's yeah, and then and then stop, episode. Stop! You're depressing me. And then Han Solo. Yeah. Directed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller, which gives me a lot of hope. Yeah, actually. and that's the thing too. I think like they're really attracting some good people. So yeah. I think, f at least for it's, the moment, yeah, Star Wars is in good hands. I'm more yeah. concerned about who's writing it than I am who's directing it because I mean True. I wasn't a big fan of Dur of Jurassic World, but uh, I love Ryan Johnson. So, well, Colin um, Trevorrow though is 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 like. Um, He's like a Steven Spielbergian guy. No, I I agree, but I just didn't like Jurassic World, and so 
I yeah, know, no, I know. You I know, know, it's just one of those things where I don't want it to get. I don't want it to be like the new Star Trek trailer where it's like Fast and Furious oh. in space. Oh, that was horrible. It's I can't so, talk. It's talk so bad. Don't talk about this. Don't Justin talk about Lynn, this. Amazing. I'm leaving so right now. I'll see you guys later. It makes me so angry. I just don't want that to become. I don't want that to seep over into Star Wars because I love had a Star Wars. In your life, when you realize. That like oh, a relationship is going to have to like be over. Yeah. What I like about this, Chris, is that the way you feel about this Star Trek is how Josh feels about every movie. <laughs> so now you get to experience yeah. it. But I haven't seen it yet. So I don't. But I love Idris Elba. Like. No. Yeah. No. Idris Elba is great. And now he's attached to this. Yeah. Yeah. And I love Simon Pegg. And I love he that wrote cast. The movie. Listen, that trailer's awful. I hate it. Really, it's it really got off. It may just be a wrong. It may, maybe it's just a bad. Maybe it's a complete in inaccurate. Yeah, Chris. yeah that's Chris. definitely it. Chris. <laughs> Speaking of trailers, I, I I couldn't let this episode go without saying that um, I'm sure, and I'm sure it was uh, in everyone's screening, but preceding Star Wars, we saw a trailer for. They gave Michael Bay more money to do a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, I'm and so I excited about it. Whole time, Chris. Oh, I'm so excited. Time. That is an awesome trailer. <laughs> that is an awesome trailer. Oh boy! Right, guys. You guys like? Did you guys see that trailer? Guys, this Wait, is why Chris, we love Everybody Chris. just disregarded your review of Star Wars <laughs> when you, just, when you said that you loved that trailer. I no, listen. The, the nostalgia that I have for Star Wars, I have for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, I do too. And Michael Bay ruined it all. Fantastic. No, that movie looks like we're actually going to get oh, the the oh, cartoon. Cool. I'm excited about. It. What do you mean? Okay. Bebop and Rocksteady on the screen? Okay, Come on. I, I got to stop this. All right. I'm so, down. so let's Ghost give, our, let's give our final thoughts here and then we'll wrap it up. I'm not even going to ask you guys if we should go see Star Wars because everybody is going to go see it. So and, and in the end, why don't you give me a haiku about your <laughs> love for the movie? No, I don't know. Should, what, give me your final thoughts. What, what do you guys think? What, what, Chad, what, what, what else would you want to say? To the people that are listening to this podcast, no, nothing. I think I think we've already said it. If you if you love if you love Star Wars, obviously, if you love movies, if you care about little children, anything that is good in your heart, if it you even remotely about- <laughs> exists, then what? you should see this movie and you'll like it. You care about children. If yep. you love for puppies. the children. Just do it for if the children. If you love puppies, you'll go see this movie. <laughs> that would be a great like log line on like the back of this box. If, if <laughs> you know what I mean. The review from Chad Guyton. If you care about children, <laughs> you'll That's like it. it. You will. All right, I'm going to see this movie ten more times. It's ridiculous. No, I will too. At least in the theater. I'm so excited. I'm going to see it tomorrow night. I can't wait. All right. So, Josh, how about you? Anything else you want to say in closing? Your closing arguments for why Star Trek. I mean, Star Wars is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian. Speaking of children and puppies, there's also a trailer for the Secret World of Pets, which just looked adorable. And I would rather see that. No, Star Wars. Look, it's fine. It's Star Wars. It's a cultural, you know, establishment. And J.J. Abrams didn't totally ruin it. I think it's great that he pulled in diversity points, and we've got That's we've good. got a minority hero and we've got a female hero, which is it's it's great. It's legitimately great. Like this should happen, and I'm glad that it is. Uh, as on the whole, I can't get as sucked into these worlds as you guys can, but that doesn't mean it wasn't it wasn't a good movie. It wasn't fun. It was it was. It's fine, you know. Sure. Go see the movie. I'm not going to see it ten more times. I'll 
go see it again if someone gives me another free ticket and wants to go with me. But other than that, <laughs> I'll buy your John- ticket, but you got to see Schindler's List first, Josh. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and Hannibal. Uh, and Hannibal. Oh, I just saw. Go, go, go watch Hannibal. <laughs> I just saw a Kylo Ren costume at at Walmart for like fifteen bucks, so I'll wear that. That would be awesome. Please Great. take a picture of you in a Kylo Ren outfit. <laughs> right. There was I a think point Josh could actually, actually play a, yeah. a good Kylo Ren. Actually, yeah, I, I believe he could. There was a point in time with your hair, you know that that kind of more grown out hair that you had. I think you could have pulled off. I can hair. never get that well shaven. Like it, it doesn't happen. That's true. I've tried. It's true. All right, Daniel, how about you, man? What are what are your final thoughts on Star Wars? Final thoughts are if you you're listening this far into the podcast, you've yeah. already seen it. Yeah. So just just go see it again. Just yeah. just go. I mean, you already love. We know you loved the movie. You loved it. So go see it again and, uh, and, and pray that the next one is just as good. That's right. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else I can say. Uh, the, the point that Josh made was actually a very good one. Um, and Chad also talked about it earlier about the fact that diversity is on full – on the screen from point to point. Uh, I loved having a female – strong female character that was not dependent upon a male. It passes the uh, – what is that called? The Backdale That's test? The Backdale. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is spectacular. So I, I just, I feel like this is a, a new Star Wars for a new generation and uh, you should go see it. I love it. Woo! Talking about it. I want to go see it right now. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. I, I'm serious. If I could, I'd fly there right now and go see it with you guys. I would love to see this movie with the three of you. It would be years. freaking spectacular. You're listening to the Screeners Podcast. All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of The Screeners. If you like us, go please subscribe in iTunes, like us there, like us on Facebook, uh, email us, you know, whatever. We want to hear from you, so please, let's get together and make this podcast better. Until next time, guys, have, well, I should say, may the force be with you. <laughs>